Welcome to the Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I have helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. Welcome to the Rachel Kujup Show. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my good friend and coaching client, Christy Pask, about how to create a multi-channel marketing plan for your business. Working with Christy is such a joy and I'm always coming away from our conversations with ideas of how I can keep building on my own marketing strategy. So I want to give her the opportunity to share just a fraction of her insights with you today. But first, here's a little more about her. With over 14 years experience in marketing, Christy has worked with over 50 brands to develop and execute global, national and local marketing, social media, PR and wholesale strategies. Christy is now on a mission to bring together everything she has learned about business and marketing and continues to learn to help small business owners. With her multi-channel approach, Christy has helped her clients launch new brands, make their first sales, scale their business from inconsistent to two to 5k months to consistent 30k months, supported them as they brought on their first employees, moved into their first warehouses and is passionate about supporting product-based small business owners as they build their own creative and profitable business that ultimately supports their dream lifestyle. A self-confessed marketing nerd and recovering perfectionist, Christy's goal is to simplify marketing and help small business owners ditch the overwhelm and stop procrastinating and instead focus on building momentum or gaining clarity and confidence as they grow their business. I know you're going to get so much from this conversation with Christy, so let's dive in. I'm so excited to talk with you today about multi-channel marketing. It's a topic we always come back to on our coaching calls, and I love that you're advocating for your clients to think about their marketing in a holistic lens. So Mm -hmm. before we dive in, for many of my listeners multi-channel marketing might be a new term for them. So I'd love to know, how do you define it? Sure. So multi-channel marketing, I really describe as the use of multiple channels or platforms in order to market your business and to reach more of your ideal clients. So like you just said, then I really do refer to it as an holistic approach to marketing because we're not just focusing on one thing. Instead, we're focusing on the entire marketing process and then bringing them all together so that they actually work together. So rather than focusing on one channel, we're incorporating multiple channels such as social media, email, marketing, podcasts, in-person events, in-store activations, um, your website and SEO, PR even. And for some brands, this could even include the use of paid channels such as Facebook and Google ads. And for some brands, although not so much anymore, this used to include a lot of print media and advertising, but we, of course, don't see a lot of that going on at the moment. It's more focused on digital advertising. 
Um, but also remembering, of course, that, you know, although we're looking at a multi-channel approach for all of the brands that we're working with, you don't have to use every single channel. And it's about finding the channels and the platforms that are going to work best for you and your brand and where your customers are actually hanging out. That is such a good point because I think when, you know, people hear that list and that was such an amazing comprehensive list is like their first thought, like, oh my God, you want me to do all (laughs) of the things. And obviously we're not asking and not saying that you have to do all of the things. We're simply trying to suggest that there are other ways to approach your marketing. Because I know for a lot of my clients, social media is the last thing they want to do, yet it's the thing they think they need to do all of the time. And so they focus all their time, energy and creativity into social media marketing and literally ignore everything else. And often platforms or channels that would be better suited to their leadership style, their business, the way that they work. So I'd love for you to share what are some of the benefits of multi-channel marketing? Like what can our listeners get out of looking at their marketing in a different way? So there are honestly so many benefits to taking a multi-channel approach when it comes to your marketing. So when we're talking about things like email marketing, for example, you know that you have your message delivered directly into the inbox of your clients or your potential clients. And we're skipping any algorithms that might be there within platforms like Instagram and Facebook. So it's being delivered to directly to their inbox. They have the opportunity to open it. Multi-channel marketing also means that you have a greater opportunity to reach more people. It makes your brand more visible and it makes your brand more discoverable. And I think that people do sometimes forget that, you know, People hang out in all different places online. We all shop differently and we all have a unique strategy when it comes to making a decision. So for some people seeing you on Instagram, the first time they land on your page, they're quite happy to make an instant purchase from you. They know that they want to work with you. Other people really want to see a bit more. So they want to check out your website. They want to listen to your podcast. They want to read the time that you were featured in a certain blog or a certain magazine. You know, they want to see your product styled. Um, You know, perhaps they've seen it styled by an influencer that they follow and love. Or some people will just Google what it is that they're looking for. And then if that's the case, then we want to make sure that our website is optimized to show up, you know, within those first couple of pages of Google so that those people are actually finding us. Um, So as I mentioned, the benefits of multi-channel marketing really vary depending on the channel and the activity. Um, Some activities will really help you build trust with your audience um, or they'll help you build trust with new customers really quickly. They can help legitimise or position your brand. Um, Direct marketing like email puts you right in their inbox. Um, You know, they've already told you that they want to hear from you. So this is a great opportunity to reach out to those people directly. Um, And that's, I think, probably the biggest benefits there. You know, it allows you to reach people directly and indirectly. Um, in more ways and you know we know that people need to see your brand in most instances multiple times before they'll decide to work with you or buy from you and multi-channel really gives you that opportunity to reach them in more ways yeah I love that comprehensive answer thank you so much and I think you've really clearly spelled out the benefits of it because I know listeners are always like DMing me and asking me like how can I build the know like and trust factor And you've literally answered that. It's not just occasionally posting on Instagram. 
and, you know, sending out an email once or twice a year. Like it really is thinking about how can I have ongoing conversations with my dream clients in a variety of different ways, knowing that sometimes people just want to have fun and scroll. Sometimes people are looking for information and wanting to take action. And sometimes people are just looking, like you said, to discover like new programs, Mm -hmm. services, products, people. And we need to recognize that and not assume that every time someone gets on and looks for like brands or engages with marketing, that they're in one set mindset and just wanting one thing, which is to buy something or to just hang out. There's so many different levels within that. And I know me personally, lately, even how I've been interacting with, you know, with brands, thinking about buying and marketing has changed a lot because I'm at home more. So I am wanting to see photos of products styled on those influencers. I am wanting to like read stories about brands and I have the time now to like mm-hmm. look at where they've purchased their products. I'm looking at business owners and thinking about, okay, cool. What are their values? What are their like mission? Like I'm actually looking at that and that's influencing how I engage with them. And if I choose to work or buy from them. So clearly Mm -hmm. there are lots of benefits, but I would also like to know your thoughts on if there's anything that business owners should be aware of when starting to use a multi-channel approach to marketing. You know, one comes to mind is that they start spreading themselves too thin or they do what Mm -hmm. we used to be told to do, which is like a a copy and paste method where you just pick something up, say on Instagram and you put on Facebook, then you put on your email and you just replicate it across every single channel and you actually ignore the benefits or the nuances of channels. So are there anything else that business owners should be aware of? So I think that that is actually probably the main one there also that you just mentioned that I was going to say. Um, is, you know, remembering that we don't need to be on every platform and that taking on too much too soon while you don't have the resources to manage everything can mean that not only are you spreading yourself too thin, but you're also not going to see the results and get the benefits of each platform simply because you can't dedicate what each platform requires from you. So saying that you're going to start an email you know, you're going to start doing email, you're going to start incorporating that into your marketing, but then sending one email every eight weeks probably isn't going to get you the results that you're looking for. Whereas if you were emailing people every week or every other week, um, same with, you know, any of those other things that we spoke about before, if you don't have the time, you're only posting to Instagram once a month or, you know, once every few weeks, you're probably not going to see the benefits there as well. Um, I think another thing to remember, and this is probably more on the positive side of things, is that when you have picked those channels and that you start doing a few of these marketing activities really well, some people also don't really prepare for this for their success. So, you know, things happen, they get picked up by media, they get podcast interviews, things start happening. Um, And I've worked with brands who have actually sold out of their product and then they couldn't get it restocked in time. So, They were everywhere, you know, people were talking about them, other people were posting about them, they picked up all this momentum, but now they don't have the stock to fulfill the orders. Um, Obviously, service-based as well, you know, it's a great opportunity to sell out your programs or, you know, to sell more, you know, copies of your digital product or whatever that might be. So I think that that's another thing as well, making sure that when you are doing these things, you do need to also be preparing for some success as well. Oh, I love that. It makes me think about, how you really do need to be considered with your marketing and actually thinking about what resources do I have available to me? You know, do I have the time, money, energy, creativity? Like, do I have the support 
to make this happen because you're right. A lot of us are just jumping on because the new trend, you know, TikTok, it was all at the start of last year. That's kind of fizzled mm-hmm. out. I'm not up with like the cool platform, but I'm sure there's another platform <laughs> about to like come out and that we need to be on that. But if you don't have that as a part of your plan, if you haven't dedicated something to it, you're right. You can just get swamped and overwhelmed and not access it in the correct way. But like you said, you can also have suddenly amazing success and then not actually be able to utilize that. And again, you know, be detriment to the success of your business because you can't keep up with orders. You can't keep up with all the publicity, you know, you're suddenly overwhelmed again, and then you're not showing up and, you know, replying to mm-hmm. DMs and all of that. So I think that is a really good point. Just coming back to always having a strategy and thinking about what can you truly do each day and how do you want to show up and what energy do you have spare so Mm -hmm. going on from that I've loved learning about your experience and hearing all of your stories about all the incredible things that you've done with brands over the years so would you be comfortable sharing how you've helped businesses use the multi-channel marketing and it's the success you've helped them achieve because I think it's going to make it really really clear about how all of these strategies can play into business Sure. So I know I I can definitely say that I've had a lot of fun in my marketing career, which I think is also why I'm so passionate and why I get so excited about marketing for other people's businesses. Um, So I'd love to give you a couple of examples, but obviously without giving away too much (laughs) about some of the brands that I have worked with, you know, on a bigger brand scale, for example, um, there was actually a sunglasses brand that I used to work with and we were a relatively big brand and it was already a seven-figure business Um, and we sold online predominantly in Australia and the US. Um, However, we had a bit of a positioning problem. So even though our product was sub $100, we really wanted to position ourselves sort of as a high fashion brand but be quite affordable Um, So at the time, we were really just focusing on social media um, and, you know, it was really sort of email marketing, those sorts of things, just to the list that we had. Um, So there was a really big push there to focus on PR um, to help us position ourselves, get into the magazines that we wanted to be in. Um, A really strong focus back then. This was about five years ago as well. So blogging was really big back then. you know, nowadays we don't see the blogs like we used to. However, social media influencers um, and content creators really use Instagram and TikTok as those platforms now. So utilising those guys as well to create some really, really great high-end content for us so that we didn't actually necessarily have to go out and do it ourselves. Um, So we actually implemented a really strong PR and also we did a lot of gifting. So we went after a lot of people sort of within that fashion industry. We enlisted a PR agency in the US and actually with the budget we had, although it was a seven figure business, you know, obviously there was a lot of other things going on and we had a relatively small budget compared to some of the bigger brands. Um, But we found this really great little PR agency and we gifted um, a bunch of sunglasses and things to a bunch of great profiles, you know, personalities. Um, And we actually had within a month, we had Rhiannon, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, all wearing the product, which then obviously they were all photographed wearing that. It was printed in all of the top fashion magazines with a credit to the product, which actually meant that we ended up completely selling out of all of those styles. Um, 
most of the website was empty. So again, as I said before, you know, preparing for that success, you know, this is something that we wanted. It was something that we were working towards. And then all of a sudden we had no stock. Um, so, you know, from there, that's when we start using email marketing, you know, notify me when this item's back in stock. And then, you know, we're making sure that we're constantly in touch with those people. Um, so that was a really fun experience and kind of one of those things that, you know, as a Australian-based business, someone just working in Australia, you kind of don't expect to see some of those people wearing your product. So that was really cool and really different. Um, but also, you know, from a smaller, from a smaller scale example, you know, I've recently worked with um, a really great accessories and lifestyle brand. You know, when she came to me, she was earning sort of five to seven K per month, but she knew she wanted to grow and she had the capability to do so, but she felt really overwhelmed by marketing. She was only focusing on social media and it was sort of just, you know, she was just posting to her own profile. Um, so we developed a really strong social media strategy for her that also included a lot more collaboration. So we, again, got other people to photograph the product. I think that's one of the things with content for social media is that so many people believe that they need to create all the content when really, you know, there's so much that we can do when we start asking other people to create content for us. It makes our job so much easier as well. So we really focused on that collaboration. We overhauled her website, made it more user-friendly, incorporated more keywords. We implemented a really great email marketing campaign. She started a blog that she would update only every month that was just with styling tips and a few other things that she wanted to share. And within about three months, she jumped to 30K months. Um, so, you know, from five to seven to 30K. And then she was able to maintain that quite consistently just with that activity. Um, again, we did run into a stock issue. <laughs> so I think that's a really big one to remember. And then, you know, I've also had a lot of experience working in events um, and I absolutely love events. I feel like I love that, you know, you're working up to something so big and then it all happens and it's big and it's exciting and it's amazing and everyone gets such great results usually. Um, you know, I've had so many brands where I've been the event organiser, we've had exhibitors and people come on board and, you know, that they've made more sales in the three days at the event than they made for the entire month or two prior. Um, you know, they've doubled their email lists and they've done all these really great things that then really sets them up to move forward um, and also like from our perspective as the event organizer you know they then tell other people I did this event these were the results and then you know the next time we do it they want to participate with us as well because we had this great event it brought them all their ideal clients we're doing all the marketing for them so you know that's um there's been there's just so many amazing things that you can do when you sort of step away and actually look at, you know, where is my ideal client? What else can I do? How else can I reach them? Um, you know, what fun can I have with marketing? It doesn't just have to be all, you know, strategy and, you know, sitting, like, of course, strategy is always involved, but, you know, there's a lot of fun that you can have. There's a lot of creative things that you can do and a lot of ways that other people can actually also help you market your business as well, which I think is something that is often forgotten. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing those stories. Can I just pretend like I've had, you know, interactions with celebrities like through you? I can't imagine having like product or working with a brand and having all the celebrities. I'm actually not a celebrity like fan, but I still think I would be a little starstruck. That is, that is yep. like, I want to be cool through association. I think is what I am. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty big for. deal. <laughs> And I think the point that you ended on is definitely what I always take away from our conversations is that 
particularly as small business owners, whether you're a service or a product-based business, often we start off as you know, a solopreneur, just ourselves, we build a business up to a certain level of success. But then we often still keep that mindset, and I know I did, that you have mm. to do it alone, that you, you know, you look at all of these other brands or other, you know, other business owners and you think, how are they achieving all of this stuff? You know, I'm working so hard doing everything. And that in itself is your answer. They aren't doing everything all by themselves. They have teams, mm-hmm. they have resources. And like you said, they're actually reaching out to work with other individuals who are experts in their space or who are directly connected to their dream clients and asking them mm-hmm. for help. And yes, there's might be payment involved. There's like, you know, products and gifts, like you said, but there's still an exchange and that exchange is mutual. It's mutually beneficial. Everyone's happy and that your business can really like grow from that place of reaching out to others and not just sitting at home thinking I have to do it all by myself. I have to do it all alone. Mm-hmm. All I can possibly do is socials. No, if you have the perfect well, what would you actually want to be doing and who could you work with? And I love that mm-hmm. so, so much. So what do you see as the biggest hesitation your clients have when it comes to marketing their business then? Um, I think that there's a few. There's, to me, I'm seeing a lot of information overload at the moment. You know, a few years back, there probably wasn't that much marketing and, you know, Instagram marketing information available to us. Whereas now I just feel like we are almost inundated with it every single day. So I'm seeing a lot of people coming to me where, for example, you know, they'll be looking at Instagram or they'll be reading a blog um, or multiple blogs about how to market their business. And one blog will be saying to do this and then another blog saying to do that. And they're, you know, they're off, they're offering different opinions and different points of view. And sometimes, you know, neither is wrong, neither is right. It's just two different ways of doing things. However, people are looking at this and going, well, I don't know what to do. So there's this real information overload where people are feeling like they just don't know where to start. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of people, I guess, mindset, like you just mentioned as well, you know, is another really big one. I think that marketing your business today really requires you to put yourself out there a little bit, which can be really daunting. And when we go into business, I think that we don't actually realize, and look, I'll speak for myself here, you know, the amount of growth and discomfort that marketing my own business has created, I guess, that I've had to really work through is not like not nothing I was ever expecting you know I come from a marketing background but all of a sudden having to market myself and my own business is actually really quite scary you know we need to show up on video we want to do reels we need to speak to camera you know it it takes a lot asking people that you've never spoken to before if they want to collaborate with you or you know all of those sorts of things so I think it can be a real mindset hurdle as well um, which I think is one of the reasons why people don't sometimes tend to go all in because they are quite scared about the no and the unknown. And yeah, there's all that information, which then makes them think that they don't actually know what to do, or they think that what they're doing is wrong when they're actually not doing anything wrong. It's just, it's what, you know, they're doing it their way and those guys are doing it their way. So I think that they're probably some of the biggest ones. Um, And then as we mentioned before, you know, people telling us that, They'll try something, the channel doesn't work. You know, I tried that, it doesn't work, but they did it once. Like they pitched to one magazine one time, they didn't get picked up, therefore PR isn't for me, it doesn't work. 
Um, I sent an email, I didn't get a purchase, therefore email marketing doesn't work. You know, whereas it takes time, it takes consistency, we need to build momentum and we just have to keep going. Sometimes it takes, you know, a couple of months or more for things to really start to take off. You know, you know, you could, you know, give away 10 products before one gets picked up and it's that turning point for you where, you know, something big happens or you could pitch to 20 magazines before one picks you up and writes this incredible article about you. So I think we just have to, yeah, really remember to keep going. It doesn't always, you know, happen straight away. Um, sometimes we do just need to really sort of keep showing up, keep being consistent, keep trying and just keep going. But I think they're probably the biggest ones, yeah. Yeah, I think that final point is a huge takeaway for anything in business but particularly in marketing because we really do want to believe that we can just do one Instagram post like you said one pitch to a magazine send one email and that we're mm-hmm. set and I am relearning this myself and I am happy to admit that the last few years it really is the little actions every day that build up over time to get you the results it's not Mm-hmm. Like you're going to send out one pitch and it's going to make or break your business. That's just not how marketing works. And I think a lot of us have got into that mindset. And I think like you're right, a lot of it is to do with that fear of truly showing up. And so we take mm-hmm. a little action and it doesn't maybe make us feel the way we thought it would or give us the results. And so we go, oh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. I, I've done that tick <laughs> and yep. don't, never go back to it, but it's moving through mm-hmm. that discomfort. Um And like you said, particularly in marketing, when I know a lot of the business owners that you work with and that I work with, they're not just in it to make money or for the brand recognition. They truly care about who they're helping, the product that they've created, the service that they've built, and they want to transform people's lives. They want to make a difference. And so when they're putting all of this energy and time and like money into really something that they truly believe in, and it's not necessarily going the right way or it looks a little bit different it can be really disheartening and that's Mm -hmm. when our mindset can start telling us that we've just got to stop or we like you said don't know what we're doing and I think more and more I'm realizing particularly with multi-channel marketing that it makes sense not to put all your eggs in one basket as they say to actually try a whole bunch of things and see what works and then slowly let things go pick up other things Mm -hmm. if they're working for you and for me personally I haven't been doing as many speaking events and writing articles which was really really strong part of my marketing strategy in 2019 obviously for COVID reasons and just like (laughs) mental health to not have the energy to write articles um last year but it's something that I'm coming back to this year and I really did see the change in my business through sales lead gen recognition when I stopped those but also the pressure when I put everything into my online marketing and now knowing I can write articles and I'm going to speak at events and I'm doing other things I actually sit down yeah. and enjoy all of the different types of content and marketing I'm creating because I know that it's not going to make make or break my business when I write an Instagram post today do you think your clients yes. feel the same way like it actually once they start doing a multi-channel approach it's more freeing and not as scary I think so. Yeah, definitely. People have, you know, told me as well that they'll start doing something that they haven't done before. Um, You know, maybe it's email marketing or something. They didn't realise that, it. you know, they thought it would take up a lot more time and it would be a lot harder or, you know, they 
talking about collaborations, for example, like, you know, initially these things sometimes at the beginning take more time because there's a bit more groundwork to lay, you know, you have to sort of come up with the strategy and, you know, we don't just want to be doing things for the sake of doing things. We want to be doing things that are going to help our business grow um, and get in front of more of the right people. But once you've sort of done that groundwork, um, that's definitely when it becomes easier. And once you can start to see the momentum and the results, I think that it also just, it gives you a little bit of a boost. It gives you a little bit more confidence. You know, you'll do one little thing that'll come off really well. You know, maybe you'll have a really great podcast interview or you'll write a really great blog for someone or, you know, someone will come on board and do something like they'll write a blog for your website, but it generates a lot of traffic for them. And then, you know, you feel a little bit more comfortable you know, going and doing those things, approaching more people, pitching yourself, doing those things that you were kind of hesitant to do before, but now you kind of feel like, yeah, I've got this. I've done this before. I know how this works and I can do this. So true. And if listeners, business owners, wanted to branch out of social media and try Mm -hmm. a different channel or a different type of marketing this year, what are some questions that you'd recommend they ask themselves? So they can choose the right marketing activity for them and their business. Sure. I think the first one is probably where are your customers hanging out? You know, there's no point in getting on a channel that, you know, if your customers aren't on TikTok, then there's no point going on TikTok. If they're not on Clubhouse, what's the point? You know, things like that, really making sure that you're focusing on the channels where your customers are hanging out. Otherwise, you're just doing stuff for fun. You know, you're not going to be seeing the sales results coming through there. But also looking at as well, you know, what feels good to me, I think that that there does in the beginning as well, you know, there needs to be what do you feel confident doing? What are you, you know, what are you going to do? Because if you feel comfortable and confident doing it, you're more likely to actually show up and do it. Where is it if you say I'm going to go live every day, but you hate the camera, it's not a good strategy for you. That's not going to work. So really looking at, you know, where are your customers hanging out? What feels good? What can you sort of start implementing straight away? And, you know, really looking at as well, you know, what can I actually take on and how much time do I have? And if you don't have the time to do it yourself, is it something that you can outsource? You know, there are some little things that we can do that are sort of marketing activities that maybe you can outsource to someone else. Um, And I think another one, the problem, and one of the, probably one of the most important ones as well, is this going to actually help my business grow? Um, You know, and that sort of goes back to that first one that I sort of said with where are your customers hanging out? You know, if it's not going to help your business grow, um, you know, what are you doing it for? Um, I guess you sort of, you know, you're just doing it for fun. Is it just a hobby or is this actually something that you want to do to grow your business? You know, I know, like, you know, there's a bunch of people that are on TikTok just for fun. You know, they're not growing a business. They're just up there having fun. But, you know, if you actually want to grow a business, then you need to be making sure that you are doing the activities that are going to help grow and support that business as opposed to just having fun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm all for fun. But like you, if we're looking at using the multi-channel approach to marketing, holistic marketing to grow a business, then we really do Mm. need to be saying, where are my clients at? what feels good to me so I can actually stay consistent and, you know, Mm -hmm. actually turn up each day and do that thing. So you can see that growth because like we said, you can't just do it once and then ghost and Mm -hmm. bounce and then come back later and do it another few times and ghost and bounce. You actually need to show up each day and do that little thing. And I think for a lot of my clients and me included is that you need to try a few different channels before sometimes you can figure out what you actually like and what you want to do each day. I 
love writing as much as I love speaking, which is quite rare. So I Mm. happen to do both all day, every day, but I know for a lot of my clients that isn't true. Some really love writing, some really love speaking. And then I was talking to a client the other day and we're talking again about this multi-channel approach to marketing. And I was saying, well, maybe you could do some more videos and, you know, you could do more podcasts um, because you love speaking like why you why do you keep searching for opportunities that involve writing you you know you having to write a three thousand word like article like you don't want to uh-huh. write every time I ask you to write anything you resist like why are you hunting for that and she's like oh because I got told that's what I should do or my peers are doing that and so I think it's really important that second part is to like what feels good to you and what do you want to do so uh-huh. if you want listeners to take away one thing about multi-channel marketing, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess probably the biggest one is that it really doesn't have to be complicated. And I think to some extent as well, it really should be enjoyable. Um, You know, this should be something that supports the growth of your business, that you enjoy doing, that, you know, you want to do as well. Um, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things, but it doesn't have to be complicated. I think that that's probably the biggest one. You don't have to do everything. It doesn't have to be complicated. Focus only on, you know, a couple of activities at at a time to start with. You know, you you might take on two or three channels to start with. Maybe that's your website, your socials and email. And then, you know, maybe you add in a podcast later on or you slowly start to increase those things as you can, depending on your capacity as well. But keep it simple, don't overcomplicate it, don't take on more than you can because you think that you should. Um, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things when it comes to the multi-channel approach. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rachel Kujip show and sharing all of your amazing celebrity stories, insights and (laughs) wisdom. I just know that listeners are going to get so much from this episode. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found what I've shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.